Blog Talk Radio. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Good evening. This is Brother Aaron. Uh, we're here at DTW Ministries by way of Blog Talk Radio on the Purpose Kingdom Network. Hallelujah. God. It's purpose in God. I don't know whether you know that or not, but there's purpose in God. God didn't birth us or bring us forth for no reason, but we're here for purpose. And, and before I let, let's pray. Let, let's first pray. God, we do thank you and we bless you. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy. God, you've been good to us. We can do no complaining, God, for even in our bad days, you've still been good. And we just pray, God, that the words of our mouths, the meditations of our hearts, that they would be acceptable in your sight, that the words that we speak, God, would bring life to the hearer, meat and bread to the eater, God, that it would bring seed to the sower in the name of Jesus, and that you, God, would get the glory in everything that we do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Just want to greet you in the name of the Lord. We're excited again as always. You know, nothing like being able to minister the word and talk to the children of God. You know, and and, and I've been, you know, waiting, anticipating, you know, anxious, anticipating. I know the word says be anxious for nothing, but I've been anticipating this time just with you because the time goes so quickly, you know, as we try to break what the Lord and break the bread that the Lord puts in our spirit. You know, the Bible says that, you know, that the sower, that we, that are the ministers, must be first partakers of the fruit, and God deals with us first. You know, and I was just talking to Pastor Daly about um, as I grew up, I grew up in the middle. I, I, was, I was too young to be with those who I was being raised with, and, and, and I was too old to be with my siblings and, and my family, my cousins, as we grew up in the same house. And I found myself, if I said the wrong thing, I was smacked by the older group. <laughs> and if I did the wrong thing, I, I was whipped <laughs> because I was bullying the younger group. And what it gave me is a perspective in the middle. And, and I kind of like this spot that God has me in because always, let me not say the word always, but most of the time, it's because I look at the story from both points, from both sides of the coin, you know, and, and, and as I hear people and as I hear ministries and I hear people and we're talking to each other about what we should say and what we shouldn't say and how we should say and how we should not say, you know, Paul said it the same thing because as Paul was in jail, he said, listen, in the Philippians, he said, look, some indeed preach Christ of contention. Let me read it in, in Philippians 1, and I'm just going to read um I'm going to read from verse 13 down to verse 18. And this is just a prelude before I get into the word. You know, this was just on me, so I just want to give this to me. But um, Philippians 1, 13 through 18 says this, So that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places, and many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Listen, some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. One preached Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for a defense 
of the gospel, but then, notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And, and, and that, that's really what the thought I want to leave with you um, as, we're, as we're coming on social media, as, as these platforms are opening, when you are all type of Tinder or Twitter or whatever other um, platforms and social medias that we're finding ourselves, that as long as Christ is preached, Paul said, therein do I rejoice. The, the, the issue is, is not how or what we preach, or, or it's not how we preach, but what are we preaching? Are we preaching Christ? And, and, and I've said this often here on Purpose Kingdom. It's, listen, the hand, as much as it wants to, it can never carry. It can never do the thing that my foot does. It, it can never bear the weight as long as my foot does. It cannot, as much as I use it, it can never be a back. It, it, as, as much as I try to take care of it and put lotion on it and make sure I wash them often, you know, with this um microbial bacteria um, age that we live in, you know, washing hands have been magnified more. Make sure you lather up. Make sure you soak up and rinse often. In, in this generation, as much care as I take care of my hands, they'll never be as soft as my arm. They'll never be, as, I'll never have the use well, my hands can never be a knee. What do you say? I know it sounds like I'm saying a bunch of mumbo-jumbo, but what I'm saying is that body parts minister different. The eye doesn't minister to me the way that the ear does. The, the, the tongue doesn't minister to me the way that the arm does. So when we find ourselves in different portions of the body or different portions of ministry, See, we're preaching the gospel, but how we minister is because of the portion of the body where God places us at. If you're a foot, you're going to talk about support. You're going to talk about mission. You're going to talk about going. If you're a hand, you're going to talk about being busy for the Lord. You're going to talk about the work. You're going to talk about hands-on, getting involved. But then if you're the back, you're also, you're not seen but yet you support every other ministry. And as we minister from the place where God has us and recognize that we're different, but as Christ preached. If you're not preaching Christ, now that's a different story. But if you're preaching Christ, if you're preaching Christ, going to hell. If you're preaching Christ, sending people to hell. If you're preaching Christ, talking about repentance. If you're preaching Christ, as long as Christ is preached, therein do we rejoice. We don't, we, we don't look at how and what our brother says, as long as they're not talking um, heresy, as long as they're not talking fallacies, as long as they're not talking lies, but as long as they're speaking truth. Paul even said and took it to this far. Listen, some are preaching with contention, and we know that the Bible says without pride, there's no contention. So we know that some do it pridefully. Some of them do it because they recognize the ability to preach. But whatever the reason. Is Christ preached? It's one thing when we learn and recognize, you know, when you're a surgeon, when you're in the medical field, it's some when you find out that they need care, some need urgent care. Some need primary care. Some need intensive care. But what has to happen is when you go in, when you begin to cut, when you begin to open people up, how urgently is the need to save that life? Some people need to hear the hell message because they're that close. Some people need to hear how good God is because they need encouragement. 
But whatever and however you're preaching, make sure that you're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. My God, hallelujah. I thank God. Hallelujah. I thank God. That's why tonight we're going to talk about, briefly, we're not going to be before you long, but we're going to talk about coming unto Jesus. You know, and and as, I, as, I, as I thought about that, I, because I recognize that I often, you know, and, and, and I, I can't, I can't take any glory, and I also don't take any blame. It's all on the Holy Ghost. So whatever the Lord presses on me, hallelujah, whatever he presses on me, I, I try to read something else. I try to meditate on something else, and I don't care how much I meditate on something else. I always come back to not many. Many will say in that day, didn't we do all of these works in your name? I mean, my, my my heart cries for those who are religious but lost. My heart cries for those who are hypocritical, knowing that the Lord is married to the backslide. And my heart cries for you that would play with God and not dedicate yourself to this life. We say God knows our heart, and God knows our heart. But do you know your heart? The Bible says it's desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. Who can know it? I, the Lord, trieth the reins of the heart. We're going to start at Matthew 11. Matthew 11, familiar scripture, familiar passage of scripture. I believe uh, just about everyone knows it. If you haven't heard it before, uh, if you haven't read it, I know you've heard it before. And it starts at verse 28. It says, come unto me all. (laughs) And I wanted to stop there because it doesn't say when it doesn't put a limitation on who can come. Come unto me, all, my God, all, everyone. It's not God's will that any of us should perish. So the first call is to come. Let the bridegroom come. Let the whoremonger come. Let the adulterer come. Let the murderer come. Let the liar come. Let the drunkard, let the drug addict come unto me all. My God, all. See, the problem is, and and what the devil tries to do, because this this next line is so key, it says, all ye that work and are burdened with work. See, a lot of us don't recognize our need to work, our need trying to be righteous, our need trying to be right, our need trying to be holy. As God is calling and as we recognize the call, I remember a young man that we grew up with, and he would not come to the church because his life wasn't right yet. He was trying to do better. He was, he was trying not to drink. You know, we, we wouldn't drink in front of the church. We wouldn't drink on the church steps. We would go around the corner. We would sit on the old house steps. We would sit on the corner steps, but we wouldn't do it on the church steps. And when it was time to go to church, he said, I can't go to church. I, I, I messed up. And all his young life, he was working and burdened with the burden that he was carrying, that he wasn't good enough to come to God. But God still said, come. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, listen to the promise, and I will give you rest. When it looks at that and says, yes, I'll give it to you, but I also see will, his will, his want to, 
We know that the Bible tells us, fear not, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants to give us the kingdom. God wants to give us, hallelujah, what's promised to us as being his sons and daughters. We are, we are in the family of God. Come, I'm stuck on come. Come, hallelujah. We have people that are coming, and and, and we don't have a problem with who you are coming, but come. We we don't have a problem with what you do. You hear people saying, oh, you got to get this right. Oh, you can't come and do this. God said come. Everybody come. See, the Bible tells me, let the wheat and the tares grow together. It's not my job to separate but as those that are coming, I, I found out you cannot apply the principles that God tells you. You can't follow the instructions that God gives you and remain the same. I, I don't care who you are. You, you, when you come in contact with a real touch from God, you can't remain the same. You, 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 can't, you, you can't remain the same, but we cannot listen. We cannot get into this surface worship. I said it. That would be the first time you heard it right here on DTW Ministries. Listen, we have a spirit. We, we have a spirit. Remember Elijah when Elijah went up against the prophets of Baal? And the prophets of Baal began to worship. It didn't say that they began to worship the God of heaven. He didn't, it didn't say that he began to worship the God of Isaac and Jacob, Israel, Isaac. It didn't say that he, that he worshiped Abraham's God. It said that they worshiped Baal. They were in, listen, listen, you got to hear this. They were in worship. That anything that you dedicate your soul to, anything, that's why, that's why the Bible tells, warns us against idols. A potato can be an idol. I, I know that's trivial. I know that's, you know, a little far-fetched. But any, if you give your dedication to a potato, you will feel something because an entity will answer. Maybe it's the God of Baal. Maybe it's, maybe it's a God from the Old Testament, from one of the enemies of Israel. Maybe it's a demon. Maybe it's a spirit. But whatever you worship, it says that, he said, Elijah said, listen, maybe he's asleep. Maybe you need to call him a little hard. And they went in. They, they went in. And he said, maybe he's on vacation and took a far journey. Maybe you need to holler more. But you got to read the story because it says they worshipped. This is what continues to get me. They worshipped. They began to cut themselves in worship. Now, how sold out can you be? How radical can you be to the extent that to have your God move, you would cut yourself? But these idol worshipers, these worshipers of Baal begin to cut themselves in worship. But Christ says, if you come to me, I'll give you rest. My God, that's, that's, that's a mouthful. I, I can close the book right there. I will give you rest. We're worshiping, and I read this scripture in Matthew 7 a few months ago, and I've been over it and over it and over it again, and it says that many, so they went into the broad gate, 
they, 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 they went into a place where they did not want God. They just wanted the attributes. They did not want, because when you come in contact with the living God, he's going to change your heart. He's going to change your habits. He's going to change your appetites. Listen, Jesus said in verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And I've said this before because he told you what's the criteria for the test is that you have to take his boot. You have to take his yoke. You have to take your own cross and learn who he is. Learn of him. But then he gave you the answer, what it looked like. For my yoke, for I'm meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I just want to tell you to come unto Jesus today because his yoke is easy. The Bible says that the way of the transgressor is hard. When we still have delight, when we still love sin, my aunt told me this a long time ago. When we still love sin more than we love God, when we still love things more than we love God, when we still love our temptation, our lust, this world more than we love God, you're going to always have a struggle. But when you truly begin to love God, you say, I love God. I love God. You say in my heart, I love God. You know I love God. I go to church. I pay my tithes. I give my offerings. I buy my suits. I wear, I'm a church boy. I'm a church girl. I love God. I can feel the love of God in my heart. I know he loves me. First John, chapter 5, let's read verse 1 through 3. Because there is a, there is a criteria for God. We, we, you gotta, we got to understand this. I gave the illustration. I always use it because I think it's very key, and I think it's very understandable. I think it's easy to understand. There was a mother that had six daughters, and every daughter specialized in something, in something, pastries, baking, frying, sautéing. They all had their expertise, but mom got sick. Mom got sick, and she was in the hospital, and when she began to come around, the doctor said, you can bring, she can begin to eat table food again. And everybody be, Mom, what you want? Did you want this? And they were giving and offering Mom their specialty. Mom said, nah, I want a piece of sweet potato pie. And they went there, oh, everybody thought about this, but when they got home, they began to cook what they were special at. They began to cook what they were good at. They began to cook what they were known for. By that same time, the next day, mom had a spread all through her hospital room. Before she even woke up, it was filled with cakes and pies and pastries and danishes and all kinds of dishes from France and Italian. Anything you can name was in the room. But her grandchild, bought some sweet potato pie and had it on a little saucer on the other side of the room. And as she got up and seen all the food, she was excited. And everybody was like, try this. No, I don't want none of that. I don't want none of this. No, I don't want none of that. Oh, that looks delicious. Oh, I don't want none of that. And she seen her grandchild eating sweet potato pie and said, give me a piece of that pie. 
and took a forkful and went and laid back down. Everybody was upset. You know how long I spent, Mom, fixing and preparing? He said, I told you what I wanted. Why'd y'all do all this cooking? I told you yesterday. I wanted sweet potato pie. I don't know what you're mad at me for. I told you what I wanted. Herein is the issue of this world. God has already given us a guideline. God has already told us in the Bible what he wants. He already told us what he likes. And we're upset because we're trying to offer him what we want to give him. You remember Cain? You remember Cain was upset because he gave of the fruit of the ground as an offering, and the Lord didn't like his offering, but accepted his brother Abel's offering, and Cain's countenance was falling. And he said, why is it that you're upset? If you do well, won't you also be accepted? Listen, saints of God, listen, listen, do what God tells you, and we'll be accepted. We can't change what God has already said in eternity. God told you what he likes. God told you what he demands. God told you what he wants from us. We have to do what God says. First John, fifth chapter. Just remember, just read through verse one through three. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. We have a lot of people. We know in James it tells us that the demons also believe and tremble. Everyone that loves him that beget, that is everyone that loves God the Father, loves him also that is begotten, loves Jesus Christ. By this we know that we love the children of God. Listen, listen. We know we love one another. We know we're walking in the love of God. Listen, the world has love too. But we know we're walking in the love of God when we line up to the word of God. God and his word are inseparable. You can't take God out of the word. When you move God, God moves with his word. You can't take God and set him over here and give another criteria for God because God and his word can't be separate. God is his word and his word is him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God. Listen, and keep his commandments. What does verse 3 says? For this is the love of God. Listen, write it down, underline it, highlight it in your Bible. This is the love of God. Listen. I'm going to repeat that one more time just for you. Make sure I hear it also. Not worship. Not going to church. Not speaking in tongues. Not, not praying and praising. Not doing the things for an outward show. This is the love of God. First John 5, 1 through 3. Verse 3 says, For this is the love of God. Listen, that we keep his commandments. I'm going to let that sink for a minute. Everything else you can lay your hat on. You can rest. You can put it up. You can send it to the bank. This is the love of God. There's a lot of people worshiping. There's a lot of people praising. 
there's a lot of people having church. And our former pastor used to always say, and it, it never left my mind, to have church without God. What a tragedy. But we understand that it's true because Matthew 7 says that the Lord is the way that leadeth unto destruction. And many be that go in their as We're coming. We're coming, but we've been deceived often by false prophets, by false teachers, by charlatans, by those who have no love for the flock, who just want to fleece the flock, who just want money, who just are, 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 are those that are hirelings and don't care for the people of God. What a, what a tragedy to have a heart for God, but you've been deceived by someone who doesn't want to tell you the truth. Because the Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And he that the sun sets free is free indeed. For this is the love of God, not our church affiliation, not our denomination. For this is the love of God. How do I know that I line up with God? How do I know that I line up with what he expects of me? How do I know that although I feel all goosebumps and I feel so good when I think about God, but how do I know if I really love God? The Bible said, if you really love God, this is what it looks like. You keep his commandments. You do what he said. You follow the word of God. You don't go by some emotion. You don't go by some social extreme. You don't go by some new norm that's been that's out in the society. You don't go by society. You go by the eternal word from the eternal God. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. Listen. And his commandments are not grievous. They're not hard. You say, I tried. I know people that say they tried. But I don't know anyone that's given all of their heart, all of their soul, all of their mind, all of their strength to God and having come out on the other side with victory, having come out on the other side with joy, having come out on the other side with power. Hallelujah, for then you'll be my disciples indeed when you continue in my word. Then are you my disciples indeed. Listen, the test is coming, but he's calling you still to come. The trial is coming. The temptation is coming. It's coming whether you're in Christ or out. The desires of your own will is coming. The trouble is coming. The haters are coming. But Christ tells us to come. Hallelujah. Haters are going to hate. Liars are going to lie. Thieves are going to steal. Murderers are going to kill. Adulterers are going to commit fornication and all types of sexual misconduct. But God still calls us to come. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly at heart. You shall find rest to your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
by God. When I think about coming to God, I look at all of the news and social media. I'll be on Facebook. I'll be looking at YouTube videos. I'll be listening to the news. I almost all sometimes at the same time, sounding, coming out of the computer, sounding on the TV, looking through the phone, all at the same time, all kinds of sound bites in each ear, in every eye gate, in every ear gate. Sometimes I just got to cut everything off and just get along with Jesus. Listen, you, can, you cannot commit your life to the King of Kings, to the God of all creation, to the God of eternity, and he not change your heart. He promises us we'll search for him and find him in the day that we search for him with all of our heart. Listen, we might have, you have to empty your heart of what you want. I, I know you want Recovery. I know you want healing in your family. I know you want loved ones saved. I know you want people healed. I know you want people delivered. And sometimes we come with those prerequisites, with those predetermined outcomes already in our spirit, and we come and we give to God and we look and we're expecting God to do what we're asking. We're looking for God to do what we're praying. We're looking for God to do what we're requesting because we know we're living right. We know we're doing the right thing. And our loved one doesn't recover. Our child doesn't come out of prison. Our child is found guilty and not innocent. And often we turn away from God because we want God to be a genie. Listen, life happens. I'm sorry to tell you like that. Life happens. But it's not that life happens. Hallelujah. 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 It doesn't happen to life. It happens in life. My God, you, you got to catch that. It doesn't happen to your life. It happens in your life. Because once you make Christ the center of your life, my God, everything that comes, whether it's good or bad, it's all working out for my good anyway. It's all working for my betterment. It's all working for the good, listen, to them. And I had to even receive that with this level of maturity, it's not always, always working for my good. It's just working for good. Someone sees me. Someone's going to hear me. Someone's going to interpret what I'm saying and it works for them also, not just me. It's not just a one, it's not just a one trick pony. <laughs> but as we move forward in the things of God, we still got to come. You know, I've been saved for a few years. We still got to come. You said, I already received Jesus, but we still got to come. My God, because there's a higher height. There's a deeper debt in him. We're just scratching the surface. We have not even began to reach the depth, oh, the depth of both the wisdom and knowledge of God. So unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. My God, God is so high, so broad, so deep, we can continue to search for him through eternity and still, my God, hallelujah, what a God we serve. Won't you come tonight? I want to encourage you and leave you with this scripture again out of 1 John. I'm going to read this. 1 John 
chapter 2, and this is verse 15 through 17. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And I have to let you hear this. I need to let the word right here speak for itself. I'm going to read that verse 15 again. Love not the world. I read it slow. Neither, listen, the things that it didn't say you can't have them. Excuse me. It just says don't love them. Neither the things that are in the world. Any man loves the world. Listen, this is, this is a heavy saying. If we love, because you know the scripture tells us no man can serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. Either you love one or hate the other, or you cleave to one and despise the other. No man can serve two masters. Verse 16 says, for all that's in the world. This is, this is what's in the world. The very first thing that is said is the lust. The lust. The lust. The, the, lust, the, the, the desire that's in the world comes in phases. The lust of the flesh, what I can feel, what my senses, what my appetites, what my proclivities, what my idiosyncrasies, what my persuasions, what these things that are in me, sometimes being innate, draw me to. We understand that temptation only comes because we're tempted by the lust that's in us and enticed. For all that's in the world is lust. What's the first one? Lust of what I want. What pleases me? What makes me feel good? Did anyone do anyone know anything like that? Lust of the flesh. What makes me satisfied? What appeases me? The lust of the eyes. What I like to look at. What I let this is why you have to be careful what you let in your ear gate, in your ears and your eyes. Because these things are gates and avenues of wickedness, of sin, of lust, and listen, and the pride of life because of who I am. Who are you to tell me what I can't do? I want to say this. This is the United States of America. Here in the United States of America, it's a republic under a democratic society. We have a democratic society which is of the people, by the people, for the people. Majority wins. So as we, and you have rights in this society, politically, you have human rights, ethically, you have rights as a United States citizen, you have rights, constitutional rights that have been endowed by our forefathers and by our existing governments. You have rights. But I, I have to tell you, the word is already written. The word has already been written. It, it's not going to change 
because we change. It's not going to change because our desires change. It's not going to change because our society changes. For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Listen to the rest of verse 16. Is not of the Father. So how can we go back and say that we love God? Remember, we read that. How can we say we love God and keep his commandments when we're following our own desire? The Bible tells us if we're following our own desire, it's because we love us more and the love of the Father is not in us. Listen, it's not of the Father, but it's of the world. The love that we have is not God's love. It's worldly love. Verse 17, and the world passes away, listen, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. As we're looking, hallelujah, we're looking to him, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now set down at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. That means that right now, Christ is interceding for us. Christ is interceding on our behalf. Christ is interceding that you and I would answer John 17, that we would become one even as he and the Father is one. Won't you come? Isaiah 55, verse 1, for everyone that's thirsty, come to the waters. He that has no money, come, buy, eat. Come buy wine, milk, without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread and labor for that which does not satisfy? Hearken diligently unto me and eat which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Won't you come? Maybe you've heard this word before, but I'm still calling you to come. You keep putting it off. You say, I'm going to go to church next week. I'm going to go to church on Easter. Tomorrow's not promised to you. Won't you come? Come to Jesus. Come unto me. I'm going to read that again. All you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly at heart, and you shall find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. If that's you and you want to come to Christ, I want to say a prayer with you tonight. I'm going to ask that you repeat after me. A simple prayer, prayer of repentance that we say every Wednesday, every Tuesday that we're online. Say it and mean it. After that, I'm going to close with a prayer for you, and then we're going to bring our brother on who's working behind the scenes to give you corresponding information on how you can correspond with Purpose Kingdom Network. And then I'll come back on with the final word and the benediction. 
But let's pray. Repeat after me. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, by your spirit, come into my heart and become Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen. If you said what you meant and meant what you said, God has done what you're asking. Let me pray for you. God, I do thank you and I bless you for those who have repeated this prayer. God, that they've not repeated it to Brother Aaron, but they've repeated it and said it to you. God, you see their heart. I pray that you would cleanse them even as they've confessed you. You said if we confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in our heart that you, God, have raised him from the dead, that we shall be saved. God, you said for with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. We pray, God, for each and every believer, God forbid, believers now, even as they've come and said yes to you, that you would bless them, that you would cover them, that you would keep a hedge about them and watch over them and their family in the name of Jesus, even as newborn babes. God, I pray that you would press in them the desire for the word of God, that they may grow in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. We're going to bring on our brother. He's going to come in, you know, um, in his own way, give us some information and some announcements, and then we'll come back again for a final word and a benediction. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, Reverend. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, great, great show tonight. And um, if uh, you pray that those uh, words of salvation, we hope you uh, also find a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching church that are nurturing the word of Christ. And if you can't find that sanctuary, uh, we're here almost every night that we're able to to broadcast here with uh, Church Without Walls, where you can feel comfortable until you can find that church home. And this is a product of Public Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you're listening to us online or you're listening to us via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and your support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network, and we thank you so much for that. We also appreciate those that share with their friends and family members, letting them know the Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air tonight. Okay, and um, if you want to correspond with us here at Purpose Kingdom Network via email, you can correspond with us at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com, where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a praise report. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, also, anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And uh, anytime you want to call in to our host, you can also call in at the phone number 319-527-6091. And also on that very same website, you can hear any of our past uh, shows, and you can listen to it in its entirety and at your convenience, www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And uh, like I said, just simply type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Uh, we also invite you to like us on the Facebook page at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. 
And from time to time, we do make major announcements on that social media pages as well as others. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Also, check out our radio uh, station, which is uh, PKN.com. Just check it out, PKN.com. Uh, there you can listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration. Okay, and uh, tomorrow we will be broadcasting at the 9 p.m. hour. And uh, with God's own God's blessing, it's going to be It's Your Story, So Tell It, and that's going to be hosted by Mother Janice Hudson. Uh, once again, with God's own God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for It's Your Story, So Tell It with Mother Janice Hudson at 9 p.m. All right, with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and I'm going to uh, turn the show back over to Reverend Williams. And Reverend Williams, excellent show tonight. Amen. 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 And, and exactly what we talked about at the beginning of the show, um, of not pushing the recording button or not pushing the go live button. I pushed the streaming button, but I didn't push the go live button. <laughs> so I don't think I'm on Facebook. I can see my um, I can see my recording um, live on Facebook, but I never pressed the go live button. I pressed the streaming button from the software I have on the computer, but I never pushed the live button to um, publish it live on Facebook. But it's all right. We thank God. We know that through blog talk, you know, um, by way of Purpose Kingdom, we understand that we're still in nations all across the world. So we thank God, you know, that the, the gospel is going out, you know, and I just wasn't ministering to the choir, you know. So we thank God, you know, for the opportunity and, and just for the call to come. Just for the just for the call, we we and we understand the mercy of God. When you understand, you can be in a place of reprobate. You, you can be in a place of no repentance. You can be in a place of religion. You can be in a place and have no place for repentance on your heart. Remember it says in John also, I've been in first John for a minute, when, when it says that if you say you have no sin, it didn't say it said that you don't sin. It said if you say you don't have it, we understand through Romans that sin is in our members, but we, have, we don't live a life of sin. My God, we live according to the spirit and the will of God. So we thank God for you that have tuned in by way of blog, talk, radio. You know, if by chance I am on Facebook, you know, thank God for those who may have looked live and or been able to see me if the broadcast went across. Thank God. Um, and I do apologize for not catching it earlier. You know, um, I seen the stop streaming button, but I kept seeing the um, – you know, the circle that goes around your screen. Um, to, I'm, I wonder why is it still, you know, uh, why is it still trying to um, boot up? And then when I moved the page, I seen I've never hit the go live button. So charge it to my head, not my heart. You know, we love you. You know, um, that's the only reason we come online. That's the only reason we broadcast. Not because we like to preach, but we do. You know, not because we like to sing, but we do. But because the concern, even a whining song, millions didn't make it. We want to make sure that as many people as we can, as often as we can, that we can reach for the gospel. So we thank you. If you're in the Philadelphia area, as always, I want to encourage you, the Deliverance Evangelistic Church, 
right there on 21st and Lehigh, across from Dobbins High School and the McDonald's services on Sunday. You know, we'd love to have you there. You know, if you're in the Georgia area, you know, I, we have a deliverance church in Augusta. We have a deliverance church in North Carolina. We have a deliverance church over in the Detroit area. You know, so we have deliverance church in in India. We had a deliverance church in Ukraine, you know, and, you know, with the conflict that's there, you know, the um, pastor had to flee for the safety and lives of him and his family. You know, we continue to lift him up in prayer. You know, um, but God bless. I, I pray that this word reached you where you're at, you know, that you would be encouraged that God hasn't given up on us, and he's calling everybody to come. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart. You shall find rest unto your soul. For my burden, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. God bless you. Have a great night. Amen. Jesus led. He raised me. I will not do. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose.